What's with the uh, karate place? No, it sucks. Good, because we probably couldn't afford it anyway. Welcome to Karate Kid Minute, a podcast where we discuss the original 1984 classic, The Karate Kid. One, just okay, minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us today from Groundhog Minute are Dave Palace and Sean German. Welcome to the show. Guys, thank you for letting us in your your, your beautiful dojo. Yeah. (laughs) We bow respectfully. And uh, glad you can join us. Uh, this is minute 25 of the Karate Kid. It begins with a pep talk from Ma and ends with a warning from Ma. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. We kind of pick up this minute. We're in the Orient Express after Daniel visited Cobra Kai and saw that it's a den of vipers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and yeah lucille's kind of in the middle of giving her her pep talk to daniel i mean he shouldn't have been surprised with the name of the dojo that's filled with vipers but yeah <laughs> wait are cobras vipers nah whatever snake <laughs> snake we need snake talk <laughs> i'm a snake racist yeah i mean <laughs> if he was going in there expecting legless lizards then uh that's on him <laughs> Uh, so, oh, yeah. go ahead. Well, no, no. I have my questions, but I want to make sure you get your your all your minute intro in. That's all. Oh, the intro is there. I usually just kind of like walk us through the minute slowly. So if you are jumping towards the end of the minute, you know we'll get there. But uh, no, yeah, just yeah, tell me. Okay. <laughs> uh, in the background, also I'd never edit, so feel free to. Um, we'll just keep having behind the curtain talks in front of everybody. Ooh, all we want. Yeah. 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 <laughs> In the background, we do see that Tommy just clocked Daniel and uh, is gleefully going back to his buddies to conspire. Uh, I, I thought this was a, like he, he goes over and he, he, he runs back to his buddies. They come back over and they point out Daniel and then they all run off together. And I thought this is just a nice bit of choreography because right when Lucille asked about the karate place, Daniel turns and looks and they just got out of the frame. Like they just got around the block there. So they mm. must have had that time like by radio or something. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean not the characters, but <laughs> yeah, the in creating the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, anyway, at the beginning of the minute, Lucille is pointing out how he went to the country and hated it because he had no friends, but and then as the minute starts here, she says, you met Kevin and Kenny who became your best friends in the world. I don't know if they're ever mentioned again. <laughs> they were mentioned like, be- before. No, I mean like later, like on, oh, uh, yeah. Cobra, Kai, Cobra Kai or something. Cobra Kai. Yeah, I, I don't know if you, if you dragged your, your teenage son across the country, maybe bringing up the friends you forced him to abandon is not the best. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah, I'm just saying. I miss them so bad. <laughs> this place sucks. Yeah. And that's to say, okay, that's the question. So this is her work, this restaurant. Yeah. So she, they go across the they go across the entire country from New Jersey so she can work at a restaurant. Uh, she wasn't planning on it. Uh, she had a job at Rocket Computers, okay. but. They went. She had to take a couple night classes and then drove across the country to get this job. So we were kind of discussing how this might have been kind of a, you know, one of those ones you see on a flyer and it, it's not much credibility to it. 
So, so she, like, a sil- like a Silicon Valley like job she's trying to shoot for. And yeah. in the meantime, she's just trying to work at the restaurant to make their ends meet for their move. No, she had the job and she was very, she was thinking they were all set, but mm-hmm. then she got there and the place went belly up. And so oh. she, she says on her way, she said uh, on her way back, uh, this is of course in a deleted scene. She walked past the Orient at express as a waitress was getting fired and, uh, immediately went in and applied and got a hostess job. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was meant to be. Yeah. I'll tell you, though, I, I, I mean, like, most, I feel like most mo, mo, most Chinese restaurants, I, I never see, like, it's usually probably a family running it. So mm-hmm. it's, like, to have, like, a white lady, like, as the hostess which is honestly, like, very, like, it's, it's almost be, like, odd. You're, like, you walk in and go, oh, just a <laughs> white lady's greeting me. You're kind of, like, there's that mental thought. You're, like, no, I'm going to walk in. It's going to be, like, an eight. An Asian family is going to greet me, and it's going to be like mm-hmm. you know, maybe like the, the the daughter is the hostess, and like the maybe the father's the cook, and maybe the brother's like you know, I mean a small operation, but it's just like oh, just a middle aged white lady here. Okay, all right, sure. Well, the manager in the back that yells to Lucille uh, is uh, is also white. So oh, it's just something like this is just a white. This is just a white run operation, man. There's no <laughs> yeah. authenticity here. They're just using ketchup on noodles. <laughs> Cultural <laughs> appropriation, man. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, Maybe maybe they need uh, uh, English speaking staff up front, and they're they're all in the back making authentic food. Hmm. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. I said this is this is no, this is this is what L.A. is this supposed to be? Right? Is this California? Yeah. L.A. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. that's yeah, that's the vibe I got looking at the street. I was like, oh, this is clearly you know, this is clearly <laughs> L.A. Yeah. or uh, Beverly Hills or something like that. Yeah, Reseda, Reseda. <laughs> Uh, but it, yeah, uh, about Kevin and Kenny, this is a, a reference to a scene that was earlier uh, that was deleted but can still be found in the script. So um, I just wanted to kind of go over these because this, this, this is fun. Uh, as we went over last week, I know you guys weren't here, but let me just kind of sum it up. Uh, Daniel is trying to get his license and his mother promised him driving lessons. This is in a previous deleted scene. So now instead of, uh, you know, when we see this scene, we see that Daniel kind of pedals his bike up and chains it up and then runs across the street to the Cobra Kai. And then now he's coming back from the Cobra Kai. But instead of that, he actually drove the car. This is the driving lessons that his mom promised him. He drove the car with the bike on the roof. And uh, the script says, Daniel drives slowly with extreme caution. So they have a conversation on the way here as he drives. And uh, she goes, um, <clears throat> If Kevin and Kenny saw you now, they'd have a conniption. You'll have a license before they even touch a steering wheel. And I just love that Lucille just, you know, she's always like in Daniel's corner and, you know, boosting his ego and stuff. And, uh, you know, he needs it, of course. He doesn't have any friends or anything. Mm. Uh, So in the conversation, Daniel's like, "Uh, actually, uh, me, Kevin, and Kenny did drive before. Back in Jersey, they stole Mr. Maletta's pizza truck and drove it through a fence. Oh my God. And then Lucille's like, oh, my God, I remember they put a reward out. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you were 13 when that happened. And uh, it, it, it's funny. In the script, it's like, what's Lucille's reaction to finding out that his, her son and his friends stole a pizza truck and ran it through a fence and never got consequences for it at 13? She says, you little hoodlums. Boy, I could go for a slice of Maletta's pizza with his sausage and all that extra cheese he used to use. 
It's all in the past. What's the use in uh, getting to uh, admonishing him now? <laughs> it was years and years ago. All these deleted scenes you're telling me, like I think I can I can see why they kind of cut it because it's like it, it makes it more of like a like a like a growing up like a, like a growing up movie, which this movie is. Yeah. It's a kid growing yeah. up and getting his self esteem and confidence and stuff. But it's like we gotta get we gotta get to the karate part. Like, you're kind <laughs> of pushing, yeah. Because I'll admit, like yeah. I like Not you know, the pizza I'll, kid. I'll get ahead of the, I'm gonna get ahead of the question you're gonna ask me. Where it's like I think probably one of the first times I watched this, I was probably like. Too, like I was definitely younger than Daniel's character. I'm probably like ten watching it, mm-hmm. and probably the reason I'm watching this probably on TV is right. like you know I'm a '90s kid. I've watched Turtles and I've watched like Three Ninjas and I've watched all these like knockoff karate shows, which are not showing the respect that this movie is doing to like the art form, mm-hmm. where it's like you know it's, everyone's just like everyone's doing like surfer l- lingo and calabonga and like everyone's yeah everyone's eating pizza and like. Kicking the slice in the air and all those other, you know, or and like I said, in, in, in uh, Three Ninjas, where it's like half the film is just doing Home Alone bits. So it's like, <laughs> so as a kid going from that to this, this is definitely slow. But then you like you grow up and you realize, oh, it's like it's more about like this this kid, like yeah, learning his up confidence and like you know, getting his act together yeah. in a new place. Uh, and 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 obviously the karate is uh, is a good boost, and he meets a good friend, Mister Miyagi. Yeah, it's 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 a coming of age story, but yeah, we it, it, all this background information we don't really need to we don't need to know this stuff because because you're saying like it's not conflict with the mother, so the conversations like them both going, huh? Is that fun story? Huh, That's a funny story. story. <laughs> you're like, there's yeah. no real conflict here. Like the mother's like she's not berating him. They're not like. You know, having an argument, she's like, "Huh, that's a funny anecdote." And you're like, "Yeah, I guess I should have been there." Like, it's a lot of that. Like, it's like, okay, let the pizzeria like pizzeria didn't go under, and you know, like, oh, the pizza's good. Like, it wasn't like like the pizza shop like went under, and it was like, a, oh my god, Daniel, like you drove a man's business into the ground because his pizza. Shop. No, it's like a kind of a, a non a non starter situation. So. Yeah, it's like they're right. kind of like we gotta get to them. We gotta move to the karate. <laughs> well, I mean, this is this is uh, you know, it, it 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 it's another example of Lucille's uh, you know, her her kind of hands off parenting. You know, she kind of lets Daniel do her, do his thing, and then just kind of scolds like like when he got back late from the beach party, and she, this is before she discovers that he's got a black eye. He's running around with his sunglasses on, and she says something about how. You know, she stayed up, but then went to sleep and he, he wasn't there yet or whatever. And she just kind of gives him like this, like quick, like, oh, you and like pats him on the butt. Yeah. And and yeah, so she refers to the, the Miletus pizza truck and Dan is like, hey, you know, like we I could always drive us there, you know, to let's go get that pizza and get back to Jersey. And Lucille says, you never give up. And Daniel responds, that's my middle name. Never give up. <laughs> never what? give up. Or, never or, or surrender. You never give up. Yeah, the Daniel, you never give up, Larusa. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. Like it's a really it's just a long conversation. I'm not really having an argument. They're just two people just kind of chuckling in agreement. Yeah, it, it sounds. If anything, it kind of I think it kind of dilutes their dialogue to just something more like sitcom. Like you would use that if you had an actual sitcom about like Daniel and his mother. Like that would be like mm-hmm. the conversation they would have. Like. You know, in the episode, he sits down at the kitchen and they argue about the pizza truck. Like that's what, and then like, you know, and then like, I don't know, John Stamos walks in, and the crowd goes wild. You know, <laughs> your uncle Jesse's in town. Woo! You know. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, okay, so back to the actual movie. We're we're here at lunch, and uh, you know she's giving her the giving him the old you know we're not quitters, are we? And and he's like oh, I guess not. And she says, "What's with the karate place?" And she, he says, "It sucks." And she says, "Good, because we probably couldn't afford it anyway." <laughs> That's like, the spirit. <laughs> we're not quitters, but you know we're we're not made of money. <laughs> Although you know. Lucille is such a great mom, like such a positive force that if he really wanted to go, she'd, she'd probably find a way to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's probably excited to like, you know, have him, oh, do you look at a hobby? Like she's probably excited. Like, you know, you're yeah. not just moping about, like if you, if you find a, ho- a hobby, she'd probably really be happy because it would get his mind off of New Jersey. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, being, ho- by being homesick, he'd be like excited to take up a hobby on something. So, you know, and he should get himself a part-time job to pay for it. Then he'd be extra busy. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, maybe not driving a pizza truck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tried that. Yeah, I, I. But I do like that. This is like, you know, this is not a he's not trying it hard enough situation. She trusts that his, his. She trusts his opinion that the place just sucks. She doesn't know that it's it's a den of vipers. If cobras and vipers are the same thing, um, <laughs> and then she goes asks about the girl situation. And uh, she mentioned something about how, like, oh, man, the whole world's turned blonde. Mm-hmm. And... My worst nightmare. What's that? My worst nightmare. <laughs> I don't like blondes. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, but, this, awesome. but, <laughs> but, but, but the thing is, this blonde, this blonde in question is young Elizabeth Shue, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Yeah, that's great for Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gorgeous. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just a funny thing The. I made a note here, like how I've been to California twice and like, because of this movie, I always expect, or in really because of like Hollywood in general, I expected more blondes. Like <laughs> I wanted, I thought there was going to be blondes like everywhere. It's full, you know? of, it's full of the dark haired people that are going out to find more blondes. And it's just a bunch of people <laughs> looking for the blondes. Yeah. But so she I makes just, it sound like there, like there are no blondes in New Jersey. Like, Oh yeah, like it's a new discovery for them. Okay. <laughs> they only hang out with Italian Americans. Yeah, uh, I did some digging. Uh, according to CityData.com, California most certainly has the most blondes because it's the most populous state. But if you want to study blondes by percentage of a population, you have to go to the Midwest, <laughs> like hmm. uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota. They're settled more. Uh, by German, Dutch, Scandinavian oh, people. Oh, okay, yeah. So they have a higher concentration. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah, because you would, yeah, I mean, like, I think there's a, I mean, like, the Amish, I think there's a good amount of Amish that are blonde. Like, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, a lot of German and Dutch, yeah, um, old folk families that just stay out there. And so you're right, probably just to say, like, well, interesting. Well, you get, like, Northern Italian. Um, right. You know, it would be more lighter skin, more blonde. Mm. I mean, you can ask Dennis Hopper about that. You know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Shoot. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Dennis Hopper's Italian. What? Uh, is this, a, this is a Tom Hagen reference, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's not. Oh, damn it. No, it's a, 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 a true romance, but uh. Oh yeah, that's reference. good. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but I wonder. <laughs> so I wonder if there's kind of you're talking about the deleted scene. Yeah. And I wonder if there's. Like that's kind of they duplicated here some similar stuff with a, if if that was like supposed to be an entendre when she's talking about like oh you'll get your 
you know, you'll, you'll have your driver's license before, you know, they even get their hands on a steering wheel. You know, maybe she's not just talking about automobiles <laughs> you know, now that they're talking about. Did she talk like that with her son, though? You know, get, getting his hands on Elizabeth's shoe. Yeah. <laughs> her steering wheel, which is what part of her body? I, I don't know. Well, I know where the headlights are. Hey, keep those hands at 10 and 2, boys. 10 and 2, 10 and 2. Ten and two. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, and also the uh, the rabbit hole took me to an origin of blonde hair article on a most reputable site called Baltic travel company.com. Okay. And it says uh, blonde hair genetically is said to have originated from a pigment deficiency because of less vitamin D due to lower levels of sunlight in, in, in the, in the area. Uh, and uh, I just thought it was funny, like how Western culture associates blonde hair with sunny beaches and boardwalks where Genetically, yeah. it comes from the fact that there isn't a lot of sunlight. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I wonder how far back that went. Because I mean, like, yeah. there's no, you don't see any blonde like Inuit people, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. They don't get a lot of sunlight. Yeah. Uh, again, BalticTravelCompany.com. I just want to cite my sources. <laughs> All right, that's good. That's good. <laughs> So yeah, Lucille is called by her manager and she, like people are walking in and the manager <laughs> is in the background just flipping out. Like she's looking back and forth. <laughs> like, come on, let's go. Here they come. While we're young. <laughs> yeah, not just that, but he's also like, yeah, she, are, there, are they okay with her already inviting her son to like, you know, eat at the restaurant? I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. What is this like her second shift here? Yeah, right. Like already she's bringing her family in to eat? <laughs> I get two free meals, right? Yeah. Well, this kind of mirrors so earlier. You mentioned earlier in the minute through the window, we could see those ne'er do wells from the dojo across the street, kind of looking yeah. in. And now the the camera angle flips, and we see behind Danielson is kind of that's like the mom's bully is her boss here. That's like uh, getting on her case. Ooh, interesting. Um, is, is her mom's bully a karate bully too? <laughs> oh, man. She does work in a Chinese restaurant. That's all I'm saying. I mean, well, she is also, she works across the street from the dojo. She can easily go over there and do some lessons with Grease. I wonder if they do like a trade thing, like, hey, you know, you give us some lessons. We'll hook you up with some meals. You know, we'll we'll cater your tournaments. (laughs) Good deal. That could work. There you go. It's all under the table, hush hush stuff, I'm sure. (laughs) Uh. So we actually have, I believe, our very first Rocky uh, connection here. Um, Lucille's boss is played by Joan Lemo, who is a friend of John Avildsen's, who directs this movie in Rocky. I guess John Avildsen is our first Rocky connection. Bill Conti is second. Yada, yada, yada. But anyway, within the movie, Joan Lemo is uh, our first. Because, uh, so here, here's uh, her, her line from, uh, and I'll, I'll probably insert the clips because it's so funny to compare the two. Uh, so, Here's her first line. Lucille, let's go. Here they come. In Rocky, uh, right as the movie is opening, we have Rocky in an opening fight. And you hear the crowd yelling at him. And there's this one distinct voice that rings out, and that's Joan Lemos. And here is the clip. Yeah, yeah. So I guess John, John Avildsen must think that, you know, she's got this distinct voice if he wants one of his main characters to get yelled at. <laughs> <Yeah>. Off camera. 
See, I was funny. It's funny that you mentioned Rocky because, like, I was. Um, I don't know if I want to bring it up now. I want to bring this up later in the week because I do get that vibe from Daniel that, like, like maybe it's a, just a Ralph Macchio thing. Maybe he just, you know, he just as a kid probably is like watched Rocky like a hundred times and like because he does. He gives us like this off this. I don't know how he just how he acts is very like. Sylvester Stallone, like, I don't know, it, it just, mm. you know, it, uh, inspired him or something. Like, yeah. how he just kind of, like, his sentences will kind of ramble on, how he kind of, like, moves his head. Like, it's not just his hair. It's not just the hair, but it's, like, mm. he just gives his presence off. Like, he he's acting, like, maybe how I would imagine Sylvester Stallone at, like, 15 would act. Mm. So, yeah. like, and we're, we can talk about later this week. I'll, when he gets, when he gets argumental, he, I just feel it. Like, I almost feel like this dialogue. <laughs> like, you could, you could have, like, you could insert Stallone in the scene and you'd believe it like he was in the scene or something. Like yeah. Stallone was like the deadbeat dad or something. I could feel it. It's or weird. even like, uh, you know, like how uh, Milo Ventimiglia played uh, Rocky's son in Rocky Balboa. And mm-hmm. uh, I could definitely see him in a remake of Karate Kid at that age, you know, or maybe mm-hmm. or maybe younger, obviously. But Man, I kind of, yeah, I, sure. I just, just for the argument's sake, like, I want Ralph Macchio and like Stallone to be related in a movie at some for for no reason other than just to like see how it would look to have them stay next to each other. Yeah. Hey son. Hey dad. You know, just I just I just want it now. <laughs> like, come on. I have no idea what the plot of this movie in my head is. Just just have that's that's the hook. And we get it. And what do they do? I don't know. Maybe they just get coffee when they just talk for like it's oh, it's like a dinner with Andre, but it's but it's it's just <laughs> Raffaccio and Stallone playing characters, and you know, and that's it. Yeah. And they just talk, and they just ha- they just ham up the Italian every so often. A guy comes like, "Would you like to know play a gabagool?" And they go, "Yeah, we're gonna play a gabagool." <laughs> so, are they eating in the Orient Express or Adrian's? <laughs> it's yeah, it's definitely Adrian's. It's definitely Adrian's, or it's just a diner. Like the waitress comes by, and she's like, "We got yeah, another pot of coffee." Like, yeah, new pot of coffee. You know, just and that's it. That's the movie. What if it's, they it's, stole a pizza truck together? <laughs> Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, the dialogue continues here. Uh, she says, uh, is she as pretty as Judy? And he's like, oh, she she buries Judy in a second. So she's like, she buries Judy? <laughs> that is a totally a Stallone line. Like, it definitely feels like, like yeah. something he would say, just like these weird, like, idioms and, and similes and stuff where you're just like, but he, but, but yeah, I, I, I it's like just I don't know. It's a young kid trying to make a line sound cooler. I I completely yeah. believe it though. I, wasn't Judy Matt? Wasn't Judy uh, one of the girls he was saying goodbye to at the beginning of the movie? Yep. Yeah. Oh man, he's like <laughs> leaving her in a leaving her back. Yeah, <laughs> man, he moved on quickly. Yeah, yeah. And then she has to go to her shift. She says, "Tell me about it later. I love you. Careful how you ride home." <laughs> Which I was just like, I don't think I've ever caught that before. But, uh, yeah. Does she know something we don't? Did she see the Cobra Kai's out of the corner of her eye? She's like, oh, gosh, my son's in for it. <laughs> well, let's see if he li- keeps lying to me about it. Well, I mean, like, he's not, like, he doesn't have a bruised eye in this scene, but you're saying he had a bruised eye earlier? Yeah. So it clearly healed up, but maybe at some point <laughs> she saw the bruise and she didn't want to, like, either she wanted to ignore it or maybe, like, off camera, like he mentions it, like, "Oh, I, I fell off my bike or something," you know. Yeah, no, is that this did happen? He got a black eye from the beach fight, and uh, he was wearing big aviator sunglasses. She's like, "Let me see those baby browns," and 
Yeah. And then he, he, she saw that he had a black eye, and that's what he said. He fell off his bike. Okay, yeah. So that all right, that's what it is. But I don't know. Do, do we believe? Did, does she believe him? I, I just, you know, you're, you're. I think you feel like your son's competent enough to ride a bike. At yeah, like 15, 16. But you're like, I don't want to like. You know, it could be some trauma that I don't know if I want to bring up. Like you know, like remind him of how he's having a rough time here. Yeah, maybe that's how his dad died. Do we know anything about the father? <laughs> I'm serious. I don't remember this ever being part of like the movie. I really don't. I, I believe it comes up in part two. I'm just not. Oh wow! They don't even bring it on of the of, of what is actually said. I don't know if you remember Matt. Mm, no, I was, do not. Was was his father killed by a Russian boxer? Ooh. <laughs> uh, hmm. <laughs> what a weird alternate path we yeah, yeah. we've taken. Yeah. <laughs> just know there's that speech about his father in Cobra Kai, but... Okay, maybe it's Cobra Kai. I don't think they say how he died. I think it probably just got sick somehow. Okay, I just feel like they... I I figured, like, you know, uh, Daniel and Mr. Miyagi would have, like, swapped stories about family or something like that. So I was just... Okay. Hmm. Maybe it was, like, a bizarre pizza truck accident. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, My dad was in that truck. (laughs) How how much told me? At this point in the film, though, how much has Mr. Miyagi really been in the film? Like, uh, very background? Almost nothing. Okay. Yeah. He's catching the fly. He shows up to fix the faucet. That's um, really it. Okay. about it. This has been nearly a half an hour into the movie. So, okay. yeah. And it is funny because, uh, you know, we're doing these three minutes a week. So, it almost seems like forever to get into the main thrust of this movie but I, mm-hmm. I, I am enjoying this uh kind of slower pace in order to oh yeah no as an adult like i appreciate the respect of the film like i said like in the yeah. 90s they were like i don't know oh three ninjas their grandfather's asian he teaches them in like one scene how to do karate and now like they fight bad guys and evil ninjas you know they like they were like just they knew what kids wanted and they just rushed the plot to like to the point where they could yeah. do home alone and ninja jokes so back in the 80s I've they were like what if we what if we we're like we're like what you ever seen that nah nah i mean i'm i don't know there could be some 90s stuff that doesn't hold up i'm sure there's some like language <laughs> they call each other it's probably not nice language because <laughs> i think he does like my brothers are retards and then you're just like ah that's a real 90s term oh boy that doesn't work out well yeah <laughs> but it's about, like you're talking about three ninjas yeah three ninjas yeah i can see that <laughs> but like, but I mean, and I said like, it's, you know, I don't know. If you could, I mean, I think in the long term you could show like kids. I think they're still okay with it. There's still some fun 90s stuff, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's enough for the kids to watch. They don't need to watch old 90s yeah. stuff. Yeah. The 90s weren't that long ago, but still there was some stuff like you, you question it now. I just saw Mrs. Deadfire again the other day. <laughs> <laughs> there was a scene where they find out that Robin Williams mm. is the nanny and they're like, yeah, this is weird. You still like you still like girls, right? And he's like, "Oh God, yes, yes. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah." Nineties did not know how to address any of these, uh, any any form of identity politics. So, like, I don't heaven know. Heaven forbid you think I'm gay for a moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that would be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> um. All right, so we should get into our end of podcast question for Monday, and that is, uh, when did you first see the Karate Kid? Okay, ask the both of you, Dave. I think you. Got into it a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I think that's. I think it was. I think it was probably on TV, and with commercials as a kid, it makes the movie longer. So I'm like, 
So I I only remember like the 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 middle of the movie, which is like the part mm-hmm. where he's he's training him Tra- with er- any everything mm-hmm. but karate. He's training him patience. He's training him, you know, certain hand gestures and skills and, and, and how to craft and love something. Which to a kid is definitely boring. Even Daniel, I know he brings up the Miyagi. He's like, "This is boring. Where's the karate?" Mm-hmm. So for me, I I I bet you like I faded out and I went back to like doing something else because like I'm like I don't remember. Like I said, like I looked, I was watching a little few clips from the trailer of like the ending when we get to the tournament. I'm like, man, I don't remember any of this. And I'm like, as a kid, did I just like turn this off before it got great? Like where it just ramps up at the end, like. Baby, you want karate? You're gonna get karate. <laughs> yeah, the tense music, you know, <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I so I think the long story is that you know, I as a kid, I probably ran into it on TV, and I didn't give it the time of day. And I look back on it now and being like, well, you know, this is the, this movie was like showing so much respect. And as the '90s, I was just in that whole just when they were just using it as popcorn movie. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you need to rewatch it. No, I, I 100% agree. Yeah, oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Well, watch it without commercials because I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure I didn't see this in the theater. So I think I'm, I'm with Dave, you know, seeing it first on, on television. But I remember this being in pretty heavy rotation, like early years when we first got cable TV and HBO. Like this, mm-hmm. like this and Beastmaster would be on yeah. all the time. So I got, so I remember the end. I, you know, I saw the whole thing without commercials and, uh, you know, be definitely, definitely something even then that I could watch over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, you know, it's like a Rocky for kids. Yeah. 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 I, I think that's, I think that's, yeah. I think, I, I, you know, I think Doug's going to be really proud of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we have, we have Doug and Jace this is referring to uh, the host of the Rocky Minute to anybody mm-hmm. that's listening. Uh, we're going to be having them on uh, as well. Great. And I look forward to talking to them about uh, the comparisons between the two. I mean, Really, I mean, I, I don't see like Apollo Creed as like this like evil villain bully as I do Johnny Lawrence. So I think there's quite a bit of difference, but I can see how some people see just one guy that's rising to the top, you know, and all 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 things are against him, and uh, they he finally triumphs in the end, and there's a there's a survivor song involved at one point. Or another. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. I don't, no. I, in no way do I compare do I compare Apollo to to Johnny in no way because I Apollo is like you know he's just the top of the thing it's it's a, everything is a show to him yeah. so it, everything is like publicity and stuff so it's all in his head and then you then like after him and Rocky become friends you like they realize you know the love of the of the game and the craft but yeah. Johnny I mean we'll get to it you know to later yeah week, Johnny's but, a, an a hole yeah I mean because <laughs> Apollo is actually even I mean they, eventually they become friends but even that first movie. Apollo's helping Rocky like like Rocky's foe is really it's you know it's like his inner demons his inner struggle it's more of a philosophical struggle and Apollo is is helping him one um, you know by giving him a, you know a shot a, a higher level fight than otherwise he'd get but really kind of pushing Rocky to kind of be his best yeah you know as long as he doesn't beat Apollo Apollo wants him to put on a good show yeah so yeah I mean it, 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 that is a key difference like Apollo is 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 helping Rocky definitely even you know sportsmanship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean Apollo, you know, he's he's certainly bombastic. He he talks, you know, he's a talker and he talks a lot of smack. Um, Apollo does, but like he's yeah, he's not a bad guy. He's definitely no no comparison to uh, to Johnny here, who's definitely uh, definitely not a good guy. No. <laughs> 
Yeah. But you guys, when yeah, when you have Doug and Jay on, you can get into all that. Mm-hmm. I know that's the point of the Creed movies, mm-hmm. but I'm sad that Apollo's dead. You know, it's like, God, yeah. I really wish you have old Apollo and old Rocky, but that's not the like that's like that's not the point of the movies. Like you just mm-hmm. want them to be like pals and like Apollo, <laughs> hey, and he sits down, they go to Adrian's, be like, no, and that's the plot of the Creed film. <laughs> It's like him in the shadow of his father. <laughs> I don't care. You know what? Fast, 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 shut up. Fast and furious. <laughs> and we still, and God, God bless. You know, we have Carl Weathers still around. Yeah. Just, I don't care, man. Bring him. Yeah. I, it could be some sort of weird prequel or everybody looks older than they were. Uh, all right. Well, hey, guys. Uh, come on. We're not quitters, are we? But. It's time to quit this minute. Uh, so thanks. <laughs> thanks for joining us, Dave and Sean. You want to come back on Wednesday for another Karate Kid Minute? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> oh, it's a play. <laughs> uh, well, we did mention Groundhog Minute at the top, but you guys each have your individual shows. I'd love to let everybody know about. Please plug away. Yeah, Dave, you, you first. Go ahead. All right. Well, yeah, well, Sean and I, we wrapped up a while back uh, Groundhog Minute, where we cover the movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. Um, and uh, right now, I'm just slowly trucking through my five minutes of mystery where I cover the 1999 superhero comedy ensemble Mystery Men. Yeah, and I've got a show, Next Scene Podcast, I'm doing with my brother, where we cover um, mostly movies, but all kind of just general pop culture stuff that we kind of take it one scene at a time. And then uh, the next episode, we cover the next scene. And that's at like nextscenepod.com and, and next scene on the social media. And I was on there for Home Alone for the Holidays, which was yeah. fun. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was fun. We do our, uh, yeah, our, our end of the year holiday specials and we'll have uh, another special coming up um, this December. So yeah, check that out. Cool. And Matt, you got anything going on? Uh, not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> theory i have the shenmue podcast but it hasn't happened in quite a while it's still out there though still out there still exists all right uh well actually matt a friend of ours just uh renewed his hosting for an old podcast that that i did called the uh, intro to briscoe where i talked about briscoe county jr Ooh, right, because nice. there's more briscoe coming right no there isn't isn't there like a live show or something uh that was like a joke Oh, that was a joke? How a dare joke. they? Yep. <laughs> oh, wait, anyway. no, wait. I'm I'm, I'm thinking of the, the, the post that Bruce Campbell made for, like, a return series. <laughs> but, no, I think you're right. I think there's a live live show. That's not a joke. Well, by the time this comes out, it's probably already been done. So. Yeah. Look and at I it, don't everybody. Know, I don't know if it's a new content or if they're just – or if it's just a reunion or what. But of course, on that on that feed, we also uh, got together and talked about the Last Dragon, which is another great eighties movie. Yeah. Oh no! Um, but all right, well, uh, that's all for today's minute. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And until next time, you know, you know, Sean, you're the best friend I ever had. You, pretty okay too. <laughs>